0: Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello, and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordane Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week, we are back to watch another J.Lo picture. This one is The Wedding Planner from 2001, directed by Adam Shankman, who also directed A Walk to Remember... Bringing down the house, the pacifier, and the, and the oh my God, the, the hairspray musical movie. Wow.
1: He's a man about town. This is a director who is working.
0: And the film was written by Michael Ellis and Pamela Falk.
1: I mean, why would you write anything else when you wrote The Wedding Planner? <laughs> like, they, they tapped into, you know, a, a cultural moment, and how could you follow that? And how could you proceed it?
0: Pamela also wrote a movie that I've never seen, but I've heard is infamously bad called An Invisible Sign starring Jessica Alba, which is funny because you were just mentioning Jessica Alba. I was.
1: I was just talking about Jessica Alba because it's like J-Lo, she is an actress who is often cast as a white woman yeah. <laughs> in the most it's, gratuitous ways possible. With
0: like no, either no culture or just this like other whole culture that's like clearly not hers. Like (laughs) J-Lo being Italian in this movie is so funny to me. She doesn't look Italian. She doesn't Like, when she talks to her dad, it seems like a guy that she does not know.
1: Yeah, I'm like, who is this older Italian man who's just, like, talking to J-Lo? Like, I like him, but I'm like, oh, that's a nice neighbor that you're friends with. And then it's, like, her dad and her parents moved over. I think she was even born in Italy. Like, this is, like, it's so specific to make J-Lo be Italian and then have it be a big part of her identity. Like, it's one thing to make her be white and then it's like no but you're like white people who are immigrants and have culture (laughs) what is happening so interesting
0: oh my god this movie was produced by by meg ryan
1: whoa i love that
0: this you know what and now that you mention it this is totally a meg ryan kind of role this does not feel like a j-lo role it is absolutely
1: a meg ryan role i completely agree yeah (laughs)
0: planner we've got your j-lo we've got your mcconaughey we've got justin chambers who is most known for being on Grease anatomy judy greer bridget wilson kevin Pollock, fred willard it's oh whole- yeah kathy
1: najimi in a a mullet wig she's wearing like she has like a blonde mullet wig on in this movie, and I have no idea why they made that choice because that wasn't even that wasn't even in style when this came out, especially not for women. No. But it's very funny. It's a very funny choice. And I support it. I support her wig that is like not even fastened to her head. It, yeah. No, <laughs> it's like it, about to fly it, away it, if someone sneezes. <laughs> it
0: is in motion. It is in motion. We also have Joanna Gleason and um, Lou Myers. Who, if you watch a different world, you know who Lou Myers is. If you have not watched a different world, go watch a different world. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> that's,
0: that's just I just we have to start there. Yes, like, I was just thinking, man, you know what I could do in a different world rewatch, of course, skip season one because I don't care about the season with Denise in it. Who cares?
1: Yeah. But, yeah, people should watch A Different World because Lou Myers is fantastic. And, yeah. I mean, he's great in this movie even though he's he, not given a whole lot. The, he he role. fucking rings it out. He He's like, I will be the best Bert that there ever fucking was. And I'm like, you know what? That's so true. That's so true, Lou. We love is, it. His
0: name is Bert Weinberg.
1: I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <but> <laughs> I I don't even need to unpack. Like, no.
0: That's, such a, that's, that's just not... What a name. Yeah. What a name. It was clear that the part was written for someone else and he just showed up and they just didn't change the name.
1: Yeah. Like they were just like, okay, well, yeah, you're, you're Bert. You're Bert. (laughs) And he's like, sure, whatever. I can do that. I can be Bert. And you know what? He is. He is Bert.
0: So the wedding planner, we all know this story. We've all seen it, you know, hungover on TBS at, at like 3 PM on a Sunday (laughs) It's J-Lo. She's she's one of those people that wants everything to be very particular. She always has her hair like tied back in a bun. She's always in like a pantsuit or a very, very tight shirt. She's just
1: I mean, she's, like, that person who wears an entirely white outfit and doesn't get anything on it, and she wears it, like, every day at work. Like, that's, like, her energy. Like, she's so – she's a perfectionist. She's a planner. I mean, you know, the movie, of course, opens up on a montage of, like – a wedding that she's planned and like, you know, she's going around to each person and she's like fixing their outfit and she's like telling somebody, Oh, this is where we need to put the cameras for the film. And And that's
0: also after like we see her as a kid with her Barbies planning wedding. Yeah. we see her like as an adult, like, it's just like, wow. And it's almost like, does she think like of all the people around her like Barbies? Because sometimes it seems like she does. She's, especially when she's talking to bride, she's talking to that bride, and she's just like, you are exquisite, you are timeless, you have the, and it's like the whole, it's a speech that she has done so many times, she's just like, people, she's just figured out how to manage people in a way where it seems difficult for her to connect to them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's playing them, right? Because, yeah. like, on one hand, it's her job. On on the other hand, like, it's obviously manipulative because she's just, like, doing a script. But then she's also just like, well, it's working. and And that's kind of her... Yeah, she does seem very emotionally disconnected from people. And I think some of it is that she works all the time. So she's always in work mode and she's never just in... Mary mode which is her name yeah but at the same time i do think she just has this kind of mode of reacting with people like she's reacting to people or she's getting them to react to her versus connecting with them
0: yeah the only person that she seems to be close to is judy greer and and it almost feels judy greer in most movies but especially this one is one of those people who, like, you don't really have to talk too much about yourself to because she has so much to say and all you really have to do is respond. It's one of the easiest friendships that you can have.
1: Yeah, Judy Greer is just, like, conversational. Like, she's filling it all in. I mean, she's, this is a classic Judy Greer character, right? She's kind of, I wouldn't even say she's the best friend. It's more like the best co-worker. She's mm. kind of the closest that J-Lo has to a friend in this movie. Yeah. Because we don't really see her with anyone outside of work. And, yeah, I mean, she's she's works below J-Lo, and she's ambitious, but she's not as ambitious as J-Lo, and she's, like, you know, Very romantic, and she's very obsessed with like, okay, how do we get you to date people again? And Jayla's like, oh, whatever. She, like, near the beginning of the movie, Judy suggests someone that J-Lo should go on a date with. And J-Lo's like, I don't trust any man who gets pedicures. And I'm like, what? That sounds great. <laughs> you <laughs> don't trust a man with nice feet? That's rare. A
0: man who takes care of himself. Like, like, oh,
1: men who wear lotion? Red flag. I'm like, I, are you kidding? <laughs> it's,
0: so, it's so weird. Like, I have wanted every man that I've been with to take, good, to take better care of their nails. Every single fucking one. Yeah. Because it's just like... You know what? Like, they're touching you, and they're touching you sometimes in intimate places, and wouldn't it be nice if there was nothing, nothing under those nails?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought that was such a funny, and I was like, well, I mean, this is 2001. This is an incredibly straight premise. I do feel like there's there's definitely straight women who are like, oh, a man who's, like, they'll be like, I don't want him to be too feminine, but what they really mean is, like, this man has a nice outfit on. And I want to just by proxy always be the one who looks better. And I'm like, well, you need you need to unpack that. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot to unpack there.
0: I want a man. It's, it's it's also just like I want like a super mask man kind of energy. And then it's like,
1: then she and then, goes and for you want Matthew
0: McConaughey in this movie. Matthew McConaughey
1: in glasses, <laughs> <laughs> His little glasses. I mean, I
0: guess, well, the movie really doesn't want us to know that he's that the actor is from Texas. The movie really doesn't want that energy. Like they just make him so and I think we talked about this the first time that we recorded an episode on this movie, which is one of our lost episodes because the sound Rest in peace. The sound was fucked up. It's like it's like they're both like flavorless in this, so it's like they try to take the Texas from him and they try to take the latina from her and then it just makes them two white people that just seem like kind of off like there's like there's like something missing with both of them.
1: Yeah, I feel like it would be way more interesting if she actually got to be Puerto Rican and he actually got to be from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> like would, would not that it would fill more in the plot completely or anything, but like at least we would have a little more of a sense of who they are because it feels like we really only know We really only know that J-Lo is passionate about work. And of course, her work is planning weddings. So it's all it all ties into like the fact that on one hand, she wants love, but she's also cynical about it. You know, her parents were very happy together, but her mom died. So her dad is like mourning her mom and kind of trying to get J-Lo to be in a relationship because he's like, I had a great relationship, so you should, which is it's interesting because like her dad is sweet. Yeah. like I really like him I think he's yeah. really sweet I think he loves her yeah but it's such a funny angle to be like I had a good relationship so you should and it's like well it's not that simple for people <laughs> You know, like, (laughs) they don't just fall into the same thing you have. (laughs) That's not how it works.
0: Well, yeah, and it was, it's, this whole thing is just like, well, you know, I didn't really know your mom that well, and it worked out for me, and it's like, that's sweet, but, you know, you're kind of like the exception to Right, that's
1: like the survivor bias. It's like, (laughs) oh, you are the one who did not have the bad thing happen, so you are saying that the bad thing doesn't happen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's all, it's interesting because it's almost like a, He's hoping for a Bridget Jones thing because, you know, he, um, Bridget used to be in Mark's, like, paddling pool and would, like, run around, like, naked and stuff. And it's, like—and J-Lo's, like, he used to, I don't know, like, put mud on her or something. It was something like that.
1: Yeah, they hung out during the summers in Italy, or at least one summer, I know, and he, like, put mud all over him. We don't even know how old they are. We know they were little kids, but— it's very funny that it's like, oh, remember that little kid you played with in Italy? <laughs> like so like He's here. Yeah, like His it's name like is
0: Massimo. <laughs> she's like
1: planning weddings, and then her dad is like, Hey, I brought a guy for you to marry. And it's so random. Like the way that the movie introduces Massimo is so sudden. And I know that's on purpose because the whole point is like, we're just watching JLo. She's living her life. And then her dad is randomly like hey, this guy that you met a long time ago, I told him that you're single. <laughs> and, like, it seems, it's framed as if Massimo was not already living in the U.S. I don't know if that's true, but it doesn't it feel like her dad imported him from Italy? It
0: really does feel that way.
1: <laughs> Which I'm, like, wild. This is some wild shit.
0: Because it's just, like, it's J.Lo. lo Yeah. It's J.Lo. lo What do we... What? Why would you need to, like, go find?
1: Like, if the whole point, if the point isn't her actually finding love, if the point is just finding someone she could marry, there are, like, 80 in any given room that would marry her. Like, that's not the issue. So for her dad to be like, well, I need to go find a guy that you met once when you were five, because I think he's like, oh, there's a connection there. Maybe that'll, like, spark it.
0: At the time of this film's release... JLo is 32 years old and you know I'm not 32 but the closer I get to 32 the more I realize how young that is and he's just like you need to find someone and it's just a lot of my friends just like have pets and they're fine <laughs> in their early
1: 30s. Yeah I mean I'm 31 I'll be 32 and like a few months. And it's just very funny. I mean, I've never wanted to get married. So none of this applies to me really. But like, even when I was a child, I didn't want to get married. So I, I, yeah,
0: this is, this is, this is new info. I didn't even, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I never, yeah, I've never wanted it. So, that's always, so for me, I've never had any of that kind of deadline in my head. So it was always weird to me because I was just like, oh, but like, it it was so ubiquitous. I feel like in the early thousands, like there's so many, I mean, my best friend's wedding, There was like the, you know, they're 28. And I think that one was in the late nineties. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's this five year period where obviously this is still happening in movies now a lot, but where it's, very much like the deadline is that you're 31 or 32 or something.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's also just like I've been watching a lot of The Bachelor and Bachelorette lately. And the oldest guy that I've seen on The Bachelor is 37. And the oldest woman I've seen on The Bachelor is like 32. I don't know if I've seen a woman on The Bachelor older than 32. I think that the cap is really 35. Like, I don't think that they've let a 37-year-old woman on the show. I really don't. Yeah,
1: and I think that's because it's all based on a very, like, heteronormative framework of marriage and babies. And so the woman needs to be young enough to have time. To have babies before it's a risk. That's my theory with yeah. the Bachelor, and which like I mean that's a real thing for some people, of course, but it's so wild to apply it across the board.
0: It's so it's so weird. Matthew McConaughey is also 32 when this movie was released, so they were the same age. The woman that he's supposed to be marrying was 28, which also makes sense.
1: That no, that it totally makes sense, and I think it is interesting how. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey's character, it's never framed as this man needs to get married because he's at that age. It's just like, I do think it's realistic in the in the sense that it's like well my friends are getting married you know he's like, oh, like I'm yeah. with this lady my friends are getting married like maybe yeah. you know. Yeah and
0: they mentioned that they went to college together so it was just kind of those things where they like got together in college and then they just never broke up but their relationship didn't really progress which mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense. Also the guy who played Justin Chambers is 33 so these are just like a bunch of just like this is like a bunch of people that I would go out and have drinks with and nobody would care about any of this. I'm the only weird that I know that really wants to get married.
1: <laughs> really, you I, don't have any other friends who want to get married. I don't really. I don't. Or, or do did they just so. already get married?
0: I mean, I have friends who are already married. Yeah, and I have like, like, and I, I guess I have the only friend that I know that wants to get married and is getting married is Gita. Oh, okay. Yeah, like Gita. I knows. feel like I,
1: a lot of people I know want to get married. Or, like, have been married, or are married. I mean, like, weren't you in weddings this summer? Yeah, but they yeah.
0: married. <laughs> so okay, married. Okay, 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 gotcha. But no, and, but also, like, so you my... mean they're
1: already married, so well, that's different. I the will... way you said it, I thought you meant, like, you're the only one of your friends who wants to get married. Oh, Because well, that's mean, what you said. I mean, but, like, definitely... if they're married, then, like, they wanted to get married, too, and they did. Well,
0: it's also just, like, I'm... Let me, let me fix this. New York... I've noticed that people in New York aren't really interested in getting married. Yeah, and totally. The one that I went to was in Texas. And okay, people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no,
1: I definitely think it's way more common here to not want to get married.
0: But I, and I also just think that, like, my like among my best friends, all of the ones that want to be married are married already.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so you are kind of at this point where you are like, I do want to get married, and none, all my friends who wanted to are, and the rest of my friends don't want it.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Again, that's kind yeah, of, that's kind of the area that I'm
1: at. That makes sense. No, that totally makes sense.
0: I mean, I, I don't know. I always feel like a weirdo. Like, I just like added a new bit to my set just like talking about like how weird it is that I want these things. Like, marriage, children, especially wanting children. I think that it's really weird that I want children.
1: <laughs> Why do you think it's weird?
0: Because it's just, I don't know. It's so
1: archaic it's so
0: my legacy must live on kind of
1: is that how you think about it though are you like my legacy because like if you don't think about it that way no I don't think about
0: it that way but it's just like I don't know (sighs) this movie gave me existential feelings
1: really yeah and okay but because of this dynamic we're talking about right now yeah okay Yeah. So did it, it made you question like what you want?
0: It made me just feel like, it just made me feel like such a basic person.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're not like any of the characters in this movie. Oh, well, thank That's you. what you're worried about.
0: Thank you. That's, that's great. I mean, I'm not going to invite Kathy Lee Gifford to my wedding. I mean, it's not going to be like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I would like to invite her to a party just to see if she'd show up. <laughs> If, if her assistant would show up, <laughs> did it, it, so it gave you an existential crisis because it feels like the most kind of toxic propaganda version of something that you already feel weird about wanting.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah, that totally makes sense
0: because it's just like, and you even see in scenes where J Lo is like betting with the other wedding planners on like what weddings are gonna last, and it's like, okay, you say that you believe in weddings, but it's also just like. You're doing bets on these people. <laughs> and and you're, like, circling around really, really, like, rich couples so that she can, because she wants to make partner. And Kathy and Jimmy, who's her boss, doesn't, is, like, hesitant to... it. It's very, like, girl boss thing where... And I see this a lot in movies, so I assume it happens a lot in real life, where a woman will work really hard, build a business from the ground up, and then get annoyed when someone else, like, wants in on the action. It's just like, well, I worked hard. And it's like, cool. Like, what do you want? Like, (laughs) she was just like, all the things that I had to do. And it's like, but wouldn't it be cool if people didn't have to do things that they didn't want to do to do this? What if you just let the person who is your best employee, make partner. Why do we have to make it this whole, like, uh, if the McConaughey wedding goes off without a hitch, then sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, because it's not like J-Lo is coming in there and she hasn't done this job and she hasn't spent years making Kathy Jimmy money. It'd be one thing if she just got hired and she's like, being cocky and disrespectful and just kind of like trying to bull over, you know, Kathy and what she's doing, that would be understandable. And I'm sure Kathy's character has dealt with that kind of thing. But it doesn't make sense to not want to promote her when she's your best employee and she's invested in the business. Don't you want those people to stay instead of being your competitors? Because of course, what gets Kathy to even consider it is JLo being like, oh, okay, well, you don't you don't need me fine maybe I'll start my own business and Kathy's like what and it's like well yeah what do you expect if you're not going to promote someone they're going to leave <laughs> like if they're that good they're going to leave <laughs> so it's very funny that Kathy's like no you can't have your own business and you can't succeed in mine you just need to stay under me forever which yeah you're right that is a very girl boss thing it's... and I mean it's definitely real like I've yeah, encountered I mean, it it's I've a been... real dynamic yeah but it sucks <laughs> just because hey. it's real doesn't mean it's good <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, we don't approve. By the way, listeners, <laughs> what if we were like Kathy and a GB apologists? I mean, we are for her as a person, but not um, not this role, which is Jen with a G. Oh no, it's Jerry. I read it wrong. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Anyways, back to the movie. So Massimo rolls through, and there's you know, the dad's like, you should marry him, and then. <laughs> the fateful meeting of Matthew McConaughey and J-Lo happens because she's just so busy. A
0: it was like a runaway like dumpster, right?
1: So there's a taxi driver who's eating an ice cream cone mm-hmm. and the ice cream cone drops onto the seat beside him and then he starts using the cone to scoop up the ice cream and he's like licking it. And I'm like, this is so real and disgusting. I've done this kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why he gets in an accident and hits a dumpster that then rolls and hits J-Lo. I just love the way that that happens.
0: They really had to create a ridiculous situation for them to meet. And they couldn't just, like, bump into each
1: other. No, they couldn't, like, meet at a bar, like, you know, like (laughs) she goes a happy hour after, you know, she's made a bunch of money off of some rich wedding. No, they had to meet in the middle of the street because she gets hit and she can't run away because she's wearing stilettos and they get caught in the sewer grate. Like, no shit. It's like a mad libs of a meat cute.
0: It's yeah. And then he's like on top of her looking down and it's like, oh, what if isn't it wouldn't it be romantic if some random man was on top of you? No.
1: Yeah, and he's no. like <laughs> and and he's he's like are you okay? And she's like, you know, I'm fine. And he's like, wow, you have really good mental clarity. And then she's like, can you get off of me? And he's like, oh yeah, it's funny. I'm on top of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, bro, get off. I was like losing my mind. I was like, he was on
0: her for such so a long, time. long. I
1: was like, this is getting weird. Like, I was
0: just like, it- <laughs> You're just getting on top of women. You're engaged. Why are you all
1: on her? It's like I understand falling while you're trying to save her or something, but like this, he's but just literally like there. laying. And then of course, you know, Judy Greer has been calling J Lo because J Lo's always on call and she's always working and. Oh. Oh wait, but we should also mention that she she like
0: faints in his arms. But before she faints, she says that he smells like it was something something. But I all I remembered was the grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah, you know, grilled cheese sandwiches.
1: And she couldn't take it, so she passed out. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm allergic to cheese. I can't do this. Mm. And but then, anyway, but
0: anyway, go
1: on. And then, like she's with Matthew McConaughey, and like Judy Greer meets him, and is like, "Oh my God, you're the guy that saved her." And then she's like looking at JLo Lo and doing the thing where she's like, "He is cute." And she's like, "What are you doing tonight?" And J Lo's like, "Oh my God, what are you doing?" And Judy Greer is being really awkward because she's like kind of flirting with Matthew McConaughey herself. Of course, she does a fantastic job of this, yeah. and Matthew McConaughey is like uncomfortable but also kind of into it because he's Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And basically Judy Greer like kind of invites him to hang out with J-Lo and they like, they have this whole night that's like kind of a date after he saved her.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They really, they go on a date and like, I just felt like the Southern woman in me really jumped out in that moment where I was just, Where does she think you are? What is happening? (laughs) This is disrespectful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's completely ridiculous for him to go, like, you know, Matthew McConaughey's engaged, for him to, like, not mention his fiance. You know, it'd be one thing if he was, like, oh, I have a fiancé, but do you want to hang out tonight? I just saved your life. That was pretty crazy. Like, that would seem reasonable to me because it's like, yeah, that's a wild experience, you're adults. But, like, it's completely shady (laughs) after you saved her in this very weird, loaded, romantic way to then just be like, yeah, let's hang out tonight and then I'll gaslight you later about it being a date, (laughs) which is exactly what happens.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was just like. I He's like, it didn't mean it. anything when
1: just, we danced in the rain after I saved your life. Fuck off. We were just Please. watching
0: a movie together, like, in a park. It's like, this is something out of Gilmore Girls. This, Lorelai
1: Gilmore. This is Gilmore. a date that someone would plan. Like, it would be a romantic, like, they're like, I am doing a good date. Like, if we're you going went, on it. If
0: you went to a movie like this with Lorelai Gilmore, she'd be like, it's a date.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this It is a date. And... And, you know, of course, this is the date where they get to know each other's quirks, right? So he finds out that Jennifer Lopez is part of the Scrabble Club. And she, like, has Scrabble matches. And the reason that she is part of that is because her parents use Scrabble to learn English. Which is so cute. Which is so cute. I love that. And then, like, when her mom passed away, she started playing even more with her dad, which is very cute. And then (laughs) I love that JLo's quirk is actually feels interesting right and specific and then matthew mcconaughey's quirk is literally just that he only eats brown m&ms because he says they probably have less artificial coloring because chocolate is already brown and that's like his quirk like hers is like about her background and then like her dad's grief and you know and then his is just like i don't trust red dye (laughs) i just love that Like, he's like, I like candy, but I don't like dye. I'm like, all right, bro, have fun with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's really just a stupid little thing. It's like, we have to give him something. We've taken away all of his flavor. So uh, all we have left is M&Ms and also the fact that he's, like, a pediatrician, which the only negative thing about the woman that he's marrying is that she wants him to stop being a pediatrician And just, like, open a non-profit. Because that's what rich people do. And and J-Lo's just, like... I mean, don't you think that he would, like, miss his (laughs) patients?
1: Yeah, like, you know, maybe he cares about them. Or, like, he chose this path for a reason. And you could let him be on it. So then after... This romantic night. The next day, J Lo is she's meeting up with Bridget Wilson, and she's already met Bridget and her parents. And you know they have a lot of money and connections. So J Lo really wants to nail this wedding. And she runs into Bridget because she goes to a ballroom class knowing that Matthew McConaughey might be there. But mm. she doesn't know that Matthew McConaughey is Bridget Wilson's fiance. So it's one of those classic rom-com moments where, like, she's talking with Bridget. And Bridget's like, oh, my God, you're here? Cool. You can meet my fiance." <laughs> and then she, like, is face-to-face with Matthew McConaughey. And both Matthew McConaughey and Jayla are like, oh, shit. And is of course, furious because she didn't know he was engaged when they had that night. And yeah. Matthew McConaughey is like, oh, shit, I never thought I'd see that woman again. Or have to actually deal with the, you know?
0: Deal with the fact that I just was just like, I don't wanna get married, so I'm just gonna lightly. It's like, it's weird, cause like, he didn't like, he didn't like, fuck or anything but it all but it almost feels like worse it
1: felt worse to me because like i don't know i i feel like fucking obviously that's not like yeah obviously that's not that's good not cool but it's also just but like, like it could, that be that a, could be impersonal right it could be a thing where like they're like drunk at a bar and like it's like random whereas this was like a date where they were getting to know each other and they actively did it after he saved her and they were talking about their lives and he didn't share anything yeah you know like he he's talking about i mean he's talking about m you know he's talking yeah. about he's <laughs> talking about
0: the fact that he's, about to
1: get he's married. talking about what matters yeah like it's like he's he that can't even mention his fiance like he didn't even honestly it would have been less shitty if he had talked about how he wasn't sure if he wanted to get married because at least that would have been honest and j would have had the choice whether she wanted to walk away from that interaction yeah you know exactly. she could have been like this feels a little on the line but instead he's just like oh little old me
0: Oh, I'm just man. I'm just so. Innocent. I'm a doctor. I wear glasses. You can trust me.
1: It's like we know those glasses are fake, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie McConaughey wearing
0: glasses. <laughs> you would never.
1: Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, just putting glasses on a guy and just being like, we got it. I love that. Let's put some glasses on George Clooney. I want to start bringing glasses with me and just putting them on guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, try these. Let's put, let's put brad pitt in some glass yeah we got it we they are. have they have done that to him it kind they of have. works with brad pitt <laughs> <laughs> kind of works with him but with matthew mcconaughey i thought that the glasses were cute but like his character is definitely not a matthew mcconaughey character no not at all <laughs> not at all not at all so you know of course now jayla's in this position where she's like I can't not do this wedding because I want to make partner, but also there's a big lie and like I had a crush on the groom and now I think he's awful. And meanwhile, her dad is still spinning the wheels with Massimo.
0: Massimo.
1: <laughs> and so
0: Massimo. I just okay. This man who makes her craft
1: macaroni and cheese when he's like, "I'm gonna make you dinner." That's what he makes her. Yeah. I mean to be fair, yum, but but I mean, yeah. yeah, but, I mean, yeah, but that's not making dinner. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thought, I haven't had that in so long since you know since I don't have regular milk anymore and haven't for like the last seven years, and almond milk it doesn't quite taste right. I'm thinking maybe
1: Coke. I should try it with coconut. You know what? My favorite replacement is. The unfortunate thing is it's kind of expensive. It's hard to find. But, like, the Daya mac and cheese, I actually really like it. And it's, like, non-dairy. Oh. Yeah, why? so some stores have it. And, I, and it's one of those that comes with, like, it's all there. Oh, yeah, but I like that shit. I feel like it's actually pretty good. Because I agree, like, even if you try to make craft with like dairy replacement and then you have to like take lactate for like the cheese sauce and then it's just not the same consistency yeah
0: exactly i hope
1: this is relatable to everyone Uh, i feel like everyone's lactose intolerant by now right like the people who say they aren't i don't believe you (laughs) (laughs) i know you're shitting weird okay (laughs) your secret is not safe here This is not a safe place for people who have good stomachs. <laughs> no,
0: yeah, no, this is, a, this is a bad stomach.
1: This is an I, IBS, distressed stomach, uncomfortable podcast. So Massimo, awesome. he is, you know, he is like in and out. And then there's this day where J-Lo goes with Matthew McConaughey and Bridget Wilson to this vineyard because they're looking at it with the family for the wedding. And Bridget, so J-Lo told Bridget about Matthew McConaughey before she knew that Matthew McConaughey was her Her fiancé. Yeah. So Bridget, they're in the car, the three of them, and Bridget's like, oh, my God, so what happened with that guy? And then she says something about it so that Matthew McConaughey, like, picks up that it's about him. And j just like, well, I found out he's the groom in one of the weddings. So there's this whole, like, moment where Matthew McConaughey and JLo are almost, like, playing chicken, where she's just like, yeah, bitch, I'm not going to keep this secret, but also, like, I am. <laughs> <laughs> And Bridget Wilson is like, that's awful. Oh, my God. What a pig. And (laughs) the way
0: that J-Lo manages to keep the secret through the entire movie that Bridget never finds out.
1: I know. I love that the movie never forces that. The movie's like, nah, like, I mean, of course, she'll find out eventually if they actually stay together. But like, she doesn't care. Yeah, like it's fine. Uh, yeah, I
0: do love I love when she breaks up with McConaughey and she just goes on their honeymoon by herself. It's just like, yeah, girl, because she's trying to figure out who she is. And it's like, yeah, you're like, you're still you're still in your 20s. If there's a two in front of your, the number in your like, you still have some shit to figure out.
1: Yeah, about. like it's completely <laughs> valid to to, you know, step back and figure out what's going on. Yeah, so they're all at this vineyard and then Mazamo shows up and he's like, I am J Lo's fiance. And J-Lo's like, What? And Mazamo's just like, Yep. And then Matthew McConaughey is like making eye contact with J Lo, like, Oh, you're engaged? Like he's like, Oh, you fucking hypocrite. You were acting like I'm an asshole. <laughs> and J Lo's like, No, really? I didn't know. And Massimo's, like, immediately a cartoon character, and he's, like, hey, dude, do you want to go do man bonding stuff? And then they're just, like, working out together, and it looked like hell. I hated it. (laughs) I was, like, I don't want to fucking jog on a treadmill next to anyone. (laughs) (laughs) I just, no. Like, if I'm exercising, I like to be alone. I don't want to, I can't socialize while I'm doing that. (laughs) Like, no. Hmm.
0: I don't mind exercising around other people, but, yeah, I mean, it's just, you don't know this gentleman.
1: Right? Like, it's what, weird. So
0: what's going on? So weird. Let's go do man things together.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, while they're doing that, then, of course, you know, Bridget and J-Lo are talking, and... There's, you know, shenanigans at the vineyard, right? Like, the shenanigans are, of course, the ex- Mosmo showing up and yeah. being like, oh, she has a fiance. But then also, there's like this horse scene. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. You want to explain the horse? Thing? I mean, like, they're riding horses, and then, like, J-Lo, is, like, her horse goes crazy, right? Yeah. And then, like, she gets, like, dropped, and then Matthew McConaughey is, like, basically trying to help her, and so then, and then the everybody's drinking, and they're like, you know what, Matthew, right, why don't you, like, walk her back on your horse? Because, like, J-Lo's horse just, like, runs off. Yeah. <laughs> And then they're all, like, ahead. And one of the interesting things is, like, I really like that Bridget Wilson's character isn't insecure. Like, she's not, like, super jealous and paranoid. She doesn't think there's anything going on. She's just, like, vibing, and she's kind of stressed about her wedding. So she's like, yeah, y'all can hang out. I'm going to go back. Like, she's just like, whatever. <laughs> Which, of course, for J-Lo and Matthew McConaughey, makes it almost worse because they're like, why are we alone all the time? So-
0: because, because this woman, it's like, I love... I actually, I've seen this movie so many times, but I liked Bridget the most this time because you can just kind of tell that she doesn't want to get married the whole time.
1: Yeah, like she's fully been pressured by her parents and, you know, it's like it's like what people do. So she's just like, okay. And she doesn't really know how she feels about Matthew McConaughey anymore. Like they were in love. It's not like they were a couple who weren't in love, but like they met in college and they've grown up since yeah. into different people. And so like J-Lo and Matthew McConaughey are hanging out. And then, like, is the horse day when they also go to that market? Or is that a different day? I'm not going to lie. I've seen this movie so many times. But for some reason, that part of the sequencing, I'm always just like, yeah, whatever.
0: It all
1: doesn't matter. I assume everyone who's listening to this has seen it and or is following. They don't need the exact scene by scene. (laughs) But there is a scene where like so they're talking and Jayla's like you don't have to be so smug and Matthew McConaughey's like I just think it's really interesting that you were judging me and you have a fiance and she's I like I just think it's really interesting I fucking hate when people say I just think I just think it's so interesting. It's so
0: interesting
1: that I'm about to punch you in the face. And then she, like, comes for him and is like, well, you and your wife are going to fucking break up, and she picked teal, and teal means that the wedding's not going to last and your song choice is stupid. She's, like, going in. Like, he goes in on her, she goes in on him, and then, of course, they, like, apologize, and they, they go to this market one day, and they run into her ex, and she, like, tries to hide it's like she sees her ex, and she, like, ducks. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, like, an outdoor open-air market. Like. And, I mean, honestly, I do feel like that's a real feeling. Like, depending on how a relationship ended, if you see an ex, you're like, your heart beats faster and not in a good way. And you're like, oh, shit. Right? I mean, that's the great thing about being visually impaired. I, I,
0: is you I don't would, see them. I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I would just be like, I would just be home, and then somebody, then the person that I was with would like text me and be like, "Hey, did you see that so and so is there?" And I was like, "No."
1: You'd be be like, like, "I absolutely did not." I'm good. (laughs)
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna go to sleep soundly. Right. I am not going to
1: carry that anxiety with me. (laughs) I feel like the physical comedy from J Lo in this little section of the movie was really great. So she's, you know, anxious, and Matthew McConaughey, of course, picks up on it, and then they do end up talking to her ex. And have the awkward small talk that's loaded thing. And then when they leave, she reveals to Matthew McConaughey that her ex and her were engaged and that the woman he's with now was like her best was his ex who like had befriended her. And she caught her ex fiance and this woman cheating like the day before she was supposed to go to the altar. So, you know, this explains to all of us why she is so cynical about weddings, despite being a wedding planner and immersed in this and very much wanting one. Is because she was gonna have one. And Matthew McConaughey is like, oh shit. Yeah. Cause that's pretty much all that he says. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's like, oh damn. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's wild. He's like, that sucks. That's wild. Do bro. you want a hug? <laughs> He's like, can I give you a back rub?
0: <laughs> He's the kind of guy who's like very good with like playtime, but you're, but it's like in terms of emotions, you're
1: just like, does he? You're like, is he actually listening or like, does he even kind of grasp, like, what I am feeling. It's just, no, he's too blonde. Yeah. He is very blonde.
0: He's just a very blonde man.
1: He's a blonde, tall man, so. And he's
0: so, and he's also just, like, so tan, it's so obvious that he's not a doctor. <laughs> not saying that, like, doctors can't have a tan, but <laughs> I have That's nev- such a funny take. I have never seen a doctor with a tan. Never.
1: I have, but you know what? I'm thinking about this, and I think... Dentists are almost always tanned. Yes. But doctors aren't.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Regardless of gender. True.
0: Huh. I think that that's a true statement.
1: Okay, cool. (laughs) I'm glad... You know, like, we're adding culturally in an important way on this episode, so I just want to shout out to us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) this movie... Like, we all know that they end up together.
0: (laughs) Of course they do, because then... Bridget realizes, oh, shit, we're not getting married for any reason. I mean, first, like, it's weird, because, like, when you get to the realization, Matthew McConaughey is just such a dick. He's such a dick about everything all the way through, and he's just like, why do you want to marry me? It's just like, don't turn it around on her, He, like, gaslights
1: her into dumping him. (laughs) Like, he, he, yeah, no, he's fully just like, you don't want this. And it's like, bro, just admit you don't. Like, don't make her make the decision. And, I mean, luckily... It is made in a way that's mutual because he's just like, I don't think that we're the same people we were. And I think you see it too. But he still kind of puts her in the position to make the call. He's like, "I will marry you if you want." And I'm like, "That's actually cowardly because <laughs> like you don't want it."
0: It's just like, and yeah, then you're no. gonna act
1: like a martyr for doing something you didn't oh my want, God. right? This, this guy like,
0: is so Shake from Love Is Blind energy.
1: I, you know, I still haven't watched the second season, but I hear that Shake is the worst.
0: Shake is worse. Shake is so terrible. <laughs> he was really just gonna let that woman like it was. It was, like, they were at the altar. He's told everybody that he's not attracted to her. He's even told his mother this on the show.
1: Oh, that's rough.
0: And, like, every single time they're together, he's, like, comparing her to an aunt or whatever. And then they get to the altar, and she's the one who says no. And he looks so... So relieved, and it just
1: makes me so angry. Like you, like you could have, you could have said something well, yeah. fucking earlier. Well, and she probably got and, anxious about saying and no. You would, like and so, you, you put her in this position where she probably was like, "God, I'm an asshole." Like, what if I'm an asshole for doing this when you didn't even want this fucking shit? Yeah, it's just like, oh my god. And in terms of shake,
0: it's just like you just, you didn't want to marry her, and you didn't want to, you didn't want to say anything so
1: you could look a little bitch.
0: And he probably would have married her. Yeah, and just wasted her time. <laughs> yeah, and then
1: and then resented her like and been like, ugh, I didn't even want to be with you, and it's your fault that I lied. Yeah, this is kind of like, you, like you, McConaughey's
0: thing. In you this movie. did that?
1: Oh, for sure, absolutely. <laughs> and like, I love that. Like both Bridget and Massimo were just like, okay, like Massimo, like I'm kind of worried about him. I'm like, bro, are you okay? Like you just like came here from Italy and you're obsessed with a woman you met once. Like he's a handsome man like he and you could
0: find a way You're like telling easily. her that you're
1: longing for her and shit and then you, and then she even tells you you have this night where you like make her craft mac and cheese and she tells you that she's kind of into someone else and then you're like you know I mean there's this whole plot thing where her dad reveals that him and her mom were in an arranged marriage and he's like but it worked out for us like you know, we, we grew to love each other so much, and you know how much we loved each other. So he's like, that's why I think Massimo and You Could Work is like, love isn't something that's always chemistry. It's like something that grows.
0: Yeah.
1: And Massimo's kind of like on, his dad's, on her dad's side where he's just like, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't we try? And I'm like, bro, are, what is going on with you? Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, on one hand, I almost liked it because as we said in these movies, it's always the woman who's, like, freaking out about needing to be married, and Massimo's like, a guy who's just like, I need to get married. <laughs> I gotta do this now. Come on, J-Lo. <laughs> like, I get him being into J-Lo that much, but it's just very funny that he's just like, I have to do this now, even though you're not really into it.
0: Yeah, it's... But then, like, But then when, when she
1: he, realizes when he, she's not, he's actually fine. He's like,
0: yeah, no, I would never... I would never get in the way of her in true love. And he... Then he, like helps McConaughey make it to or like he like gets on the back of his little scooter or moped or whatever and and he's and McConaughey's just running to J-Lo like thanks Massimo <laughs>
1: yeah crazy it's wild I, I was actually yeah. really glad I was afraid that the cause you know Bridget ends up going on the honeymoon alone I was worried that the movie was gonna try to do that thing where they make Massimo and Bridget together just because like god forbid they not be paired up Mm-hmm. And and like I mean I've seen this movie a bunch so obviously this week I knew but like I remember I think my second time I watched it it'd been a while and I forgot a lot and I was like wait do they end up together and I was really relieved they don't I really like that Bridget is just gonna figure herself out and Massimo is probably gonna find another wife in like a week oh yeah <laughs> I mean especially with his <laughs> like game he's, he's like making doll houses going to be fine he'll be husbanded up <laughs> husbanded up. <laughs> yeah, wow! This is this is a movie. It's a movie. It's a Lo movie. Okay, so we've talked about "Marry Me," and we've talked about "Made in Manhattan." Where where do these scale compared to each other, quality wise? Should we do a ranking this month? Oh yeah, we should. We should do a ranking
0: at the end. But I mean, oh,
1: definitely at the end. I think that "Marry Me" so far is at the bottom absolutely. of the three we've co- covered. I think Made in Manhattan I would put above this just because there's more funny, like there's a lot of funny physical comedy in The Wedding Planner, but I think that Made in Manhattan has more funny lines.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Because it's a little less gooey for a lot of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'd put, so I'd put Wedding Planner in the middle.
0: Wedding Planner in the middle.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. All right. But you know, this list might shake up and change around in the next few weeks because we got more J-Lo to... Spring into yeah, I, was about, I
0: think at least like two more. Two
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Until
0: until next time.
1: Yeah. Our theme song is by Clutch Douglas. We love Any reviews that are positive, of course. If you have negative reviews, you can keep them in your journal because I promise that our intrusive thoughts are doing them for you. And if you aren't a patron and you want to unlock a bunch of our bonus episodes about everything from How I Met Your Mother to The O.C. to young adult movies to uh, erotic thrillers, then go for it. We have multiple tiers. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac.
0: I'm Jordan Searles.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Uh, yeah, back it up, back it up Let's dump this truck Oh uh, yeah, back it up, back it up Oh uh, uh, yeah, let's dump this truck